What's up, my dude? Ow. Why, why ow? Because that was loud. No, big energy, man. But yeah, big energy, not loud energy. Oh. Um. What's up, my dude? <laughs> <laughs> I wish the viewers could see that. The viewers, <laughs> I wish the listeners could see that. Um, how, you, how you keeping? You all right? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, all good. All good. I am quite excited about this episode. Me too. Well, that's good. Very excited, actually. Just quite a bit very excited. Quite a bit very excited, nervous, excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terrified, excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. We Buzzing. Like, we, we've, we've been super lucky with the caliber of guests that we've had throughout the entire show. And just, like, we've had so many, so many cool people. I just, I love the fact that it's got to the point where you're now like, hey, man, uh, have like, have like someone who who like had a profound impact on your personal development how about that how about <laughs> big yeah yeah and i mean big because he's like man's got shoulders for days man's got shoulders for days so what happened is i ran out of contacts in my phone book and just started through going through my spotify instead <laughs> i'm picking up on that vibe yeah. <laughs> so i've run out of friends to have on so <laughs> let's, let's aim for the stars in the most literal, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that joke alone. Let's get into this episode as quickly as possible. So, who we got, my guy? We've got the wonderful, the Swedish machine, Richard from the Unguided. Amazing, so cool, and so fucking nice, as well as being so talented nice as well, and yeah. lovely and great. Um, they are um, obviously like no one's, no one's. No one's touring right now, but they are promoting a new album, which is rad. And we're going to get into that at the sort of first half of the episode. The thing I will say is the episode itself, there's a there's a cut partway through and the audio quality is going to change a bit. I hope it's not too jarring. Warn you ahead of time so that we can just kind of we can get straight into the content instead of the the distance oh, between the mics. Let's not worry about that. That's, yeah. all, that's all chill. That's all chill. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't think we need to talk too much more. We'll let the gentleman introduce himself. This is season three, episode six. This is the one with Rich from Young Guided. Animus. Animus. So, Rich, a big, big welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank We've been trying much. to put this together for a couple of weeks now, and uh, much like everything else this year, it kept uh, kept falling apart at the last minute. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad glad we made it happen. Uh, it's it's me that I'm super messy. Sorry for that. Oh yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. It's all your fault. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for thank you for jumping on. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Rich is the vocalist of the Swedish metal band The Unguided. Uh, you guys put out your kind of, I'd say, brand new album at time of recording, um, Father Shadow, uh, a few weeks ago now on Napalm Records. Uh, congratulations on the release. How's the uh, how's the response been? It's been really good, actually. Um, we've been, you know, sitting on it for a long time. We finished mixing in March, uh, and then the entire world caught fire around that time as well because we were already done with the album <laughs> so but you know it was a bit weird to the whole timing if we um 
should release during this time and or whatnot but eventually we just rolled with the program and and uh, you know original plan which was always october in a way um and i think we felt that we were onto something good already in pre-production uh, mode which was <laughs> we we, uh, we kind of said like we're gonna write and pre-product the entire thing during the entire 2019 but <laughs> we we kind of lagged until the very last i think we finished up everything in december we, we possibly wrote most of the songs during early december then i wrote all the lyrics during christmas and new year's eve and then right into the studio to record for the entire january yeah. <laughs> so, so, and i think that's just how how we used to do it, it it's yeah it's not rushed in any way it's just like we need some pressure and we need to get like that studio booked to actually get our shit together yeah. and sit down and like hmm we have a studio booked in a month maybe we should do this you know <laughs> so it was um uh, you know a bit it was a good plan to have 2019 off a bit to write but it didn't really happen until like last month anyway so it was a waste of good life space especially now when you see like how the world is looking with so much lost opportunity on the live stage uh, back in 2019 but uh, yeah note to self i guess um <laughs> but i think now and uh, as said we we felt we had something good going and we got all the processes nailed on on and the Battle Royale, the previous album, uh, and now we just needed to refine them a bit, like work on the songwriting, and because we had like everyone's depths and skills on the table, it's just like how do we do the best album we can possibly do with with the people at hand and and um, uh, like competence and experience we have yeah. in the band, and so so we try to do that um, and. Um, worked a lot on, you know, it was more of a team effort in a lot of ways because we have had a bit of a journey when it comes to that, you know, coming out from Sonic where it, uh, how we approached songs or wrote songs was a bit different than in the Angaida, at least how it is now, because uh, it was more everyone was writing on their own chamber in a way and now it's like we're shipping and tossing ids at each other all the time and uh, everyone like for chorus melodies for example everyone can chip in a good chorus melody and then we just evaluate them separately and then everyone we, we try to try to go for the consensus which one is like the objectively best yeah. here yeah. without having any prestige in it and funny enough it was the drummers choruses most of the time which was the, <laughs> yeah which is like we we thought like have a black hole open somewhere in space <laughs> what is wrong with this picture you know <laughs> uh, but yeah that's he's he's really he got a really good melodic sense and um he brought a lot of good stuff to the tables when it comes to the, the, the melodies uh, and uh, which, which was I think something which started a bit on the last album and now we just you know all prestige aside just go with what objectively is the best and we have a lot of different taste in the band like we have so 
much different backgrounds. I think me and my brother is a bit samey in what we think and how we grow up with music and what we listen to, but Jonathan and Richard, they came from an entirely different background. Like Richard had his um, um, shining black metal <laughs> stuff yeah. going. Um, and you know, we've been using like 10% of his drum capacity in the band <laughs> up to this album, <laughs> doing like black metal in the past. And same with Jonathan. Uh, I used to say in like interviews that having Jonathan in a band is like having sheet codes because he's amazing guitarist and got a great sense of melody and a, a really good voice. Um, and uh, and I think with, with that, um, we got really strong together and and maybe not being as you know democratic or um, uh, having that team effort sense in the band in the past now it's there and it it's I think that's what is making this album a bit better than the previous work in a lot of ways <laughs> that's that's awesome though and then and Pulling in, especially when you've got such talented people, like you're saying about the sort of your guitarist and his and his sort of acumen for for singing, but then actually mm. having the confidence to be able to talk to your drummer and bring that mm. in as well without egos at play is amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah but, I think that's uh, that's one. Like you have to, and I think that's something uh, that gets easier when you get older as well. In a way, like you you have uh, <laughs> in the past, there's been a lot of egos uh, in bands uh, and I think like in in Sonic that was a bit of a problem I don't think it's necessarily been a problem in The Unguided but we had our defined roles and I think we just loosen a bit on that for for this production or or over the years it's been like no no prestige we just try to do what we do best and we know which people in the band is uh, doing that most effectively in a way and, and as I said, drummers can surprise still in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's an untapped resource. I never realized. <laughs> uh, Just quietly no, sat at the back. <laughs> like uh, Richard is, he's like a multi-talent when it comes to music. He, uh, he grew up with that. He almost grew up on stage with like both guitar uh, and and drumming and sense of melody is is just amazing. So it's a bit of a shame he's behind a drum kit in <laughs> that sense. But, but there's actually a couple of riffs he do on, on especially Lost and Loading. There's some studio reports there when he actually plays the the riffs uh, that he came up with on the album. <laughs> so so, cool. so on, in a live situation we could like just swap instruments <laughs> throughout the band <laughs> and continue with the shows, which is cool. <laughs> So one of the things I noticed about you guys kind of over the years is you tend to do kind of before you do like a big full length, you'll do like a two track or like a short EP. Is that kind of like a deliberate decision? Is it like a rhythm mm. you've sort of fallen into or is it have you kind of done it so that you guys can experiment a bit more before you sort of commit to like a full length? Yeah, um, I think it's both actually. It, it became a bit of a tradition, I guess, but it's, it's mostly for, it got a contractual, uh, contractual <laughs> aspect of it, because uh, we need to, every every album, we when we are, pr are approving the bud uh, budget for it, uh, 
we kind of need to provide like two songs for to napalm and just like this is the way we're going with this and then they green light the budget and off we go basically um okay, cool. so, so when we do that we also because we we never uh, recorded an uh, an album or did like an album production with the same producer ever in the history of the band so it's yeah. also a way for us to kind of nail down what we we want to go with uh, for the upcoming album basically so just try some new producers uh, like we did on this one it, um, we had like robert kukla from obsidian recordings doing like the tracking and all the recording and then busted all the home in impact studios doing the mix master uh, for the album so that was the setup of the ep and we got very satisfied and the fans really love it as well so we just rolled with that one the entire album so it, it makes sense in a lot of ways to do it like that for us at least it's a really cool idea because you can kind of take i don't want to say risks in a negative sense but you can kind of take a leap try some new stuff and then mm. get almost immediate feedback rather than having mm. to wait you know trying something different kind of in the middle of a 12 track album and then realizing oh we shouldn't have done that yeah yeah that is really cool though yeah we can like tweak it a bit as, as well if if there's something that that we feel is a problem during the ep we can just tweak it yeah. for the the big production and also i like to you know because we always tend to have those um widescreen uh, artworks like there's like two covers on on the entire illustration in a way yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to portion that out like the part of it for the ep is building a bit of hype for the actual album <laughs> and then when the album comes the entire artwork is shown so that's a fun thing as well i think as because sort of in terms of the way that you do sort of the art and bringing the story together and stuff like that you mentioned about sort of the writing process being more mm. collaborative how mm. does how does your story feeding into it work with that collaboration is there ever times where people are like i've got this really cool idea and you're like that's great mm. but i need to be in act three right now we need to be at this part in the narrative how does that all sort of come to yeah everything is a collaboration without the lyrics because that's all me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's that, that's the um when it comes to writing music and instrumental parts in the band it's uh, it's it's like a complete team effort but i kind of made this band uh for some reasons and that was because i wanted to have like a vision with the illustrations the artworks with the concepts with the stories underlying and that was something i intended for with in sonic but then it kind of got out of hand because we got tied up in contractual disputes and there was like um, different angles of what you know management and various members wanted to take the band so so for me it was important early in the band just to establish that yeah. that's not going to happen in this band yeah. <laughs> as well so so if it wasn't for that aspect which is what i think is most fun with the band basically uh i, I wouldn't even bother with that with <laughs> so, <laughs> starting this so so i, I guess that's um we have our certain roles in a way and it's really a te team effort and everyone can ship in and pitch in ids and we scramble around the lyrics and and, and the story the people don't really uh, bother that much about so i can do that on my own <laughs> anyway you know uh, um, 
but but when it comes to vocals and and lyrics of course uh, especially me and Jonathan toss a lot of things back and forth uh, in, in that sense you know but uh, but I would say that's that's the least collaborative <laughs> part we have in the band but when it comes to like the music and how we structure and arrange the songs that's everyone is included there when it comes to sort of saying like for this song I want to have rather than being like I really want to have a heavy song or I really want to have mm. like a, a light song do you ever find yourself going like no you need one I need a song for a battle for an emotional conflict or something do you do you set the narrative when you're sort of talking to your bandmates or do you set the kind of sound that you're going for when it comes to certain songs no it's it's rather the other way around there because i i you know we got all the instrumental work done pretty early in the process and that's how we work we have the instrumentals done first and when i listen to the um to the music i just got a feel of what like plot uh, thing would this represent in a good way so it's like i try to pick out the key events of the story and just piece them over like this song would work really well with this event here yeah. <laughs> and then i write them out and, and it's like also it's it's not a complete conceptual album so it's like more of a semi concept it's probably like five six songs on this album which is conceptual and the rest is more you know a bit more down to earth stuff <laughs> in that sense so it's 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 a bit it's not complicated but it's it's a bit more work <laughs> i would say you know <laughs> uh, but it, the only thing that's um, that's really like setting the stone is the opening track and the last track of the album because i want that to be you know opening of the story and the closing of the story in a lot of ways the rest is like kind of up for grabs uh, but 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 i try to the the opening and the closing is always uh, conceptual um, and whatever happens in between is a bit more open yeah awesome. so it was 2016 i think jonathan kind of joined you guys uh, roland stepped out um, how how was that? Because obviously, kind of replacing a vocalist uh, mm. and a musician, kind of at the same time, is a fairly substantial sort of structure change for a, for a band. Not to insult any bass players or drummers out there, but uh, yeah. obviously, <laughs> we all, obviously, already did. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know, someone who who's kind of at the front, both in a musical sense and in a vocal sense. Um, did you know Jonathan before he? he kind of officially joined or was it more of a an auditioning kind of process no it was never an auditional or there was no auditions at all basically we just kind of coincidental stumbled upon jonathan but i think it's it's always a really sensitive process i think we swapped a bit too much members in the band over the years like for 10 years uh, i don't like to have it uh, that way because i think like I, you know, bands that keep together that say something about the like, consistency, and, and you know what, uh, how it's managed in a way. But you know, I think what you have to keep in mind with when it comes to us is that this is like a hobby, professional hobby band in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and everyone have their you know distinct separate life from the band, and if we could. Um, offer like a more you know if you're a full-time job i think it would 
been looking a bit different, but there's no one in the band or no one that's ever been in the band that that is super interested in that uh, because we most of us have already done that and, and it's just not a lifestyle that we want to go with again uh, in a lot of ways so you know we want to keep the it as a hobby uh, and you know keep the passion for it burning that way instead of having it as a day-to-day job um but but then then it comes the aspect of, of people coming and going uh, in a bit I, I i mean we haven't had that much um, turnover of people but I, I i still think it's a bit too much considering it's like 10 years and five <laughs> albums and especially uh, you know having roland step down around 2016 there is of course uh, a sensitive matter matter for both us as being super long time friends and also like we started the entire initiative me Roland and, and my brother together so uh, it was a sensitive pro- uh, process and uh, when we started to play live with Jonathan because that's how it started he started to have like some vacant shows for Roland stepping in for Roland and we just yielded very well uh, both chemistry wise with his personality and he is also like a super musician and both when it comes to playing the guitar and and writing music and also singing and and i mean you don't find that in people that don't have established band already or you don't find it that easy (laughs) so for us having it happened two times but first with Roland and then with uh, with Jonathan was just a too good opportunity for us to to not go with it yeah because so, that's what I was going to say like Roland yeah. was obviously an incredibly talented guitar player and and then you know a great singer yeah. as well so the fact yeah. that you guys managed to find that kind of twice yeah. in a row um it sounds almost impossible yeah, and I think that was because originally we just said like we're gonna do those free albums, and then we have no idea. Maybe we just let it go, or uh, and and what we we came to this crossroad where Roland was stepping down, and we had done shows with Jonathan, which felt really good, and we kind of just sat down like either we just call it quits. <laughs> after the last loading or we try it with Jonathan and I, we had a lot of fun with him playing live and uh, I mean we didn't write music at the time but we found out pretty soon that we had a really good you know mindset together writing music everyone uh, so it just felt good and we went with that notion and, and Jonathan and Roland was open for it everyone it would be a big shame to just shut down everything you know uh when when we actually had accomplished quite a a bit over those three albums uh so so that's what happened and we tried to do it as respectfully to the fans as possible um we, we you know trying to learn from the past as well you know in sonic i think we did it the whole um uh, singer change a bit uh, you know, it it was it turned out a bit weird when you're just trying to shove the new people or the new face into the 
the face of the fans instead of like having them grow naturally on them like proving uh, themselves and earning their stripes over time uh, and and we are really humble uh, in the sense of people loving Roland and loving his work and his voice um, and so so we you know we kind of just did that EP Brotherhood EP and and see just to see where it was going and and it seemed like people liked it uh, so after that we just decided we're gonna do an album as well and and then we started with the headline shows for and the battle royale and everything kind of came together um, and and that's when we knew like this is how we're gonna continue from now on and it's a new new form in a lot of ways but it's um, it's also it brought the four of us really tight together uh, and uh, it's just a really good vibe in the band now where everyone is kind of on the same level when it comes to how much we can contribute on the band as well yeah as i say it's one of those things that's probably quite a rare moment in time that you can not replace but i guess mm. just fill the shoes of someone um yeah. who has you know a similar set of talents mm. um when when roland sort of mentioned that he was leaving did you guys consider the idea of getting a diff like a separate vocalist and a guitar player or was it just it all sort of seemed to happen at the same time um that's funny because how it started we uh, we had Jonathan coming in as a guitar player for the first show we had without Roland. So we had a, a we had a singer of uh, Smashing to Pieces, uh, Adam. He came in to do the vocals, uh, and then we had Jonathan to do the guitar. And and it was during that show we found out like Jonathan, you can sing as well. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> and then it sounded amazing, and everyone was like. Why are we using two people when you can do both? Basically, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's you know that was the mindset we had as well. Like if we're gonna replace Roland, we probably need two persons, yeah. uh, and then he was right there. Basically, <laughs> it was really <laughs> coincidental. <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story. <laughs> so there was the only though. show we had, you know, six uh, people, um, uh, and then. From there on, he did all like the the vocals and, and the guitar, or like replaced Roland full out you know, on the live shows. Speaking of live shows, did you guys have kind of much planned for this year, or was it just mm. uh, kind of take it easy after the studio? No, I think like we were a bit off cycle when it came to uh, you know when the album was coming out. So I don't think we would have had that much uh, stuff booked on during. Uh, the summer and it wouldn't have made sense either and we were too busy uh, recording and producing uh, mixing the album during up to march yeah. april something and so, so it's it, it wasn't that hard of a hit for us uh, i think it's more now when you know we want to go out and support our album with a, yeah. a live tour but we can't do that <laughs> um, but it's not like unusual for us either I mean we released Anabata Royale by the end of 2017 and we didn't do the headline tour until 
um, the end of 2018 or the fall of 2018. So it's not like a unique thing for us either, because we we are a bit limited with our you know private situations when we can tour and when we cannot yeah. tour. Um, so I think it would have been a bit of same now. We are looking at you know fall of 2021 if the world heals and uh, and the beer is cold. <laughs> you know? uh, so so we'll see. I think this will take a bit longer than we all expect. Um, and I, I see a lot of shows getting rebooked to like spring. Uh, I think that's still a bit optimistic. I, I hope, of course. Uh, um, live shows will come back as fast and soon as possible but i guess we just as mankind need to sort one problem at a time yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty pretty obvious what problem we need to solve at the moment <laughs> that's fair enough it's good that you guys kind of weren't weren't blindsided by this though because there's a lot of bands out there that were either about to go on tour or were kind of in the middle of touring yeah. um you know they've printed 10,000 shirts to go out on tour and then suddenly they're all sat kind yeah. of in their in their front room for six months so uh so yeah it's it's good that you guys were were kind of in writing and mixing mode yeah it's, it's like a horrible situation for a lot of uh, music uh, colleagues i have out there of course which is like super dependent on touring uh, yeah. and doing uh music full-time i guess it gets a bit apparent for us like, i think life is about spreading your risks um a bit uh, and and certainly that what was happening you know having us we could just fall back on our normal life and normal jobs in this situation and we needed could just adjust after that and and then when it's all over we just adjust back in, in a yeah. way so yeah. so but it's it's um, horrible and tragic to see how like the entire i don't know how different parts of the world have handled it but in in sweden like the entire cultural or entertainment sector have been totally bombed out basically so like all those good musicians or artists are doing basically retail cashier jobs now which is horrible of course with sitting on a lot of talent and i just think that's like a systematical or government problem that we couldn't do better than this whilst like other industries are just like having all these guidelines if you do this you are entitled to continue with your production or whatever but the, the whole cultural thing is getting no guidelines whatsoever so i think that's that's flawed <laughs> yeah it's a lot of the same over here as well i think um uh, you know there are lots of uh you know bars and restaurants and things are kind of getting lots of love and lots of support and then venues and theatres and clubs um, are not getting the same thing, and obviously it's uh, it's it's brutal because, as you say, that you know there are lots of there are lots of bands, especially um, that are in that position where they are kind of touring, you know, 150, 200 shows a year, and this yeah. is this is kind of their livelihood. They can't just take take half a year off. No. So um, yeah, it's it's brutal. It's it's been weird, and I think it's just going to continue getting weirder. Yeah. Yeah, on just kind of not. <laughs> we try our best on the show not to talk so no, much no. about that. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things that uh, you try and deliberately not talk about it, but it's such a big thing. It just keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've done a lot of interviews 
uh, especially like the the peak before like two weeks before and into the album release and i mean corona or the pandemic have been topical in all interviews basically <laughs> so, so of course it's uh, it's something that's super apparent for everyone and everyone needs to face and it's really difficult for the whole music business uh, or culture business or entertainment overall yeah. so. has like have interviews and podcasts has that sort of become the new tour is this is this yeah. how, how you do like promo at this stage yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, there's like good things as well like all those live stream initiatives i'm buying a lot of live stream tickets for my uh, the bands I support and 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 like, uh, yeah. and I think it, it's a good media as well, which I hope stays. And you know the whole Wacken open air stream. Uh, I was benched for those days when that was because I, I thought it was like, you know, in the next best thing you could get without actually being at a festival in a lot of ways. Uh, so it was a good compliment, which I hope will stay a bit as well like when all is said and done so so people and bands are getting creative and um, but it's just that you can't and i think that's why live shows have survived when you know streams and stuff are getting more and more attention and you know movie theaters are struggling a lot uh, with the stream like netflix and disney plus and everything that's coming but for live shows there's you can't copy that that feeling uh, of being at a live show and stream it to you at home you know where you have to be there and that's nothing you can get in other ways so i think that's a that's a powerful moat you have uh, in live shows uh, and it just gets more apparent now and you know people we release like a performance video in the middle of all this uh, and usually people would say oh that's boring <laughs> how the hell can't you do something cgi creative like millions of dollars in captain marvel should show up in the middle of the <laughs> but now like oh a performance video this is great it's almost like a live <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you always you try to to strive for or you want what you can't get in a way <laughs> so um so yeah kind of obviously everyone's sort of been at home for the last like i mean i don't know when it started for you guys for us here in the uk it's kind of like march i think it got official um yeah i mean what's what's been keeping you busy obviously you said you've kind of been in the mix and mastering phase um i'm assuming kind of music videos and and all of the all of the post studio kind of tasks what else has been sort of keeping you busy now you guys aren't playing shows apart from kind of regular life yeah i think like band wise it's been uh, um, a bit slow because that's what happens when when we take a bit of a break because we did the album and that was super intense and i think it started to ramp up uh, some months or a month before release uh, you know we did the uh, music videos pretty early on uh, and then we had those lyric video initiatives as well but but it's been like a, a pretty slow uh, year uh, band wise or in the unguided uh, up to the release so so we haven't been that creative and, and we live in all different places in Sweden as well. Like I'm on the East Coast in Stockholm and the rest of the guys are on the West Coast in different uh, 
cities as well. So this is not like a natural thing for us to to meet up and just rehearse or or do band stuff because we have to have some events um, ahead of us to 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 mobilize in a way. <laughs> uh, so like we talk every day, but it's everything from band stuff to normal life things because yeah. we're all good friends uh, and we are very social in the band but um it, it's not like i think life and the struggles in this pandemic and whatever it's uh, been doing to each of and what uh, all of us have have been the the main thing throughout this uh, plus half year <laughs> yeah because like for, for us uh, like we're in a band as well and I mean, none of it. I don't think the five of us saw each other until probably about a month or so ago. Uh, so again, it was probably probably longer than six months. Um, yeah. So our kind of form of communication, for the most part, has been video games. Uh, and that's kind of that's sort of been the 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 rather than being in a rehearsal space or in a venue, yeah. it's yeah. been like headsets on, kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really console out. mode. <laughs> yeah, that's I think like. I game a bit, uh, my brother do it, and Richard do it, but we like entirely different games. We Most of the time, we don't play that much together. Like me and my brother play PlayStation every now and then, I guess, but it's uh, um, th- that's a great meeting point <laughs> and something yeah. you can do with, uh, with each other during this time. We just um, life have been busy for us elsewhere. <laughs> so. Yeah. Say you do get the opportunity though. What kind of what kind of things do you like to play? Well, I'm I'm a sucker for Blizzard games. Um, so so during this half year, I think it's been see me Diablo three, uh, some World of Warcraft, uh, but most of the time it's been PlayStation, I guess, which is like Doom Eternal. I've been playing my fair share of um destiny 2 with my my brother uh, um, and i also have like because i buy a lot of games and then they're just sitting in the plastic until one day when i have time so i so i play like devil may cry five or six or whatever <laughs> and then once i start doing it i just try to to finish the game you know yeah. but but i i have to have some space and I, I i have a pretty demanding job um because I'm, a, I'm like a department manager of um for an instrumental electric workshop uh, in a big industry um so for me like time is pretty limited because that takes a lot of me and then it's mostly i'm managing a lot of the band stuff as well so it's like having two full-time jobs and <laughs> um, so then, then I'd like to do a bit more, you know, reality escapes with games and stuff, but it's just not, uh, the time is often not available for me. Uh, and during the summer, I, because we couldn't go abroad, I was uh, traveling a bit in Sweden just to discover Sweden. It's my, it was a beautiful country, I have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's most of the time you like, during summers, you try to escape elsewhere or abroad, and so so now we just had some, you know, friends going around in in Sweden and trying uh, 
or going to, to beautiful locations here and uh, having fun. Hey guys, it's John. I'm just jumping in for a uh, quick interlude. Um, as I'm sure you could tell by that last few minutes, we had some uh, some audio issues. There was that weird kind of electrical rattle in the background. Uh, in this next segment, Richard changes microphones, so there'll be a pretty dramatic shift in audio, but it shouldn't affect your experience too much. So I uh, hope you enjoy, and on with the show. Cool. Just while we're on video games there is a a video from a thousand years ago that we weren't able to find it's like a really super niche thing but it was you were sort of in front of your computer and i just remember the words no rocco i have to work (laughs) (laughs) where is that when can we get that back (laughs) i think it's on youtube isn't it isn't that the one where I think it was just Starcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. We've we've got a uh, we've got a mate who like God back in like 2008 probably went to go and see uh, Sonic Syndicate. And it's our uh, mate, it's our mate Ricky, and we changed his okay. nickname to to Rocco just following on for that video. <laughs> and I just I haven't been able to see it since. <laughs> oh, wait, I know, I know which one. <laughs> Because I was going to say, See if, if, I find it. if we can, I definitely want to drop, drop it into the show notes. Because obviously, <laughs> big serious musician, you're a, you're sort of, you know, an international <laughs> audience. But that is a defining moment as far as I was concerned. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we would have got away with leaving this, uh, this conversation today without figuring out where that video exists. <laughs> uh, no. Um... It comes up way more than you think. (laughs) (laughs) I know which one, because it was like a promotional thing. Maybe I got like the raw material of it somewhere. Because it was on the old Sonic TV uh, channel, which I think they shut down or they, you know, changed all of the content on there. But since I did like the edits of all those videos, I'm pretty sure I have it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so maybe I can upload it again. <laughs> I was say, it's, just, it's just something that I've just profoundly missed. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't oh, matter how much time and effort you guys have put into your music videos, was, that is the piece of was, video content that stands out. I was going to say, you're like millions of dollars for CGI live performances. I'm like, yeah, but I want the Starcraft video. Oh, dear. I'd like... well, I, I will find it, <laughs> but maybe not now. <laughs> like I said, if we if we get it, it's got to go in the show notes because I just need people to know exactly what this like this beautiful moment was. Because <laughs> if we did like s- small promotional snippets for it was before releasing um, "We Rule the Night." Yeah. Um, and every member had his own video <laughs> and i had that uh, like starcraft one <laughs> that's good that you reminded me there's a lot of old shit here <laughs> i was gonna say like if if now's the time everyone's at home you're making promo material yeah you can have yeah. your expensive cgi but just more of that please <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll send it for you. <laughs> if I, when I do, I'll send it over. Thank you very much. 
I want to see if that was wrong. <laughs> I can't believe they shut that down though. It was like some really good content on there. Because <laughs> that was like, like this is quite embarrassing. But my very first, my very first gig ever. Uh, I was supposed to be going to see uh, Fallout Boy, and John was oh, like, yeah. "John was like, no, I'm not having it. I'm not going to have your first proper <laughs> gig being Fallout Boy." So literally in that time, uh, it uh, was like Sonic Syndicate are coming to the to the UK. You're going to see them. So my first ever like proper gig was seeing you live on stage, and oh. uh, yeah, but it was one. It was amazing. Thank you very much for that experience. I'll carry that with me. But where was that? <laughs> um, it would have been in London, but I can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys were that was, that was with Nathan then, I suppose. <coughs> no, no, it was, that was uh, yeah, was it in Flames? Yeah, or... and Gajira, yeah, and Gajira, okay. Yeah, was I think it was the shows. I think it was the Astoria before okay, they knocked yeah. before they knocked the Astoria oh, yeah, down. Yeah, they closed and everything. Yeah. yeah, I remember that show, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it> was really <laughs> good. yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> but getting to know getting to know your band at the time was because obviously you had all the, like the special editions with the DVDs and you had the Sonic TV and stuff. Just the way in which you promote everything, you kind of like you, you let people get to know you, which is yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit too well because we start bringing this back like ten years yeah, later. Yeah, because <laughs> like there's different paths you can go there. I think we're like it, there was a lot of you know. It, funny people in the band Roland is super fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> and Robin had his moments yeah. and, and I just like was filming everything and cutting everything together yeah. <laughs> and editing it so it, I think we started that way and, and just you know try to to <laughs> to get the fans some insights on us or our personalities and i guess you like either you chose to have like a mystique around your band or you do it like that to just show that you're a complete fucking yak asses which <laughs> but i guess like there's a lot of people appreciating that of yeah. course uh, and uh, um <laughs> it's fun that it comes back every now and then. We still hear like some sequences of this when we tour with the unguided. Like yeah. people do drop some quotes from post or past videos. Where, where awesome. we... <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I remember when you guys officially announced Roland as as like the the vocalist. Yeah. And yeah. you did it by it was like the, a video of the two of you running towards each other <laughs> yeah, in like exactly. slow mo yeah. <laughs> chariots of fire. Like <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty ambitious project. That yeah. <laughs> I, w I wish I had I had that time still, but I simply don't. So. <laughs> Uh, but but I, it, yeah. all I was gonna say is it does mean that even now, sort of again with you know you've got this entire sort of concept behind the band, and there is a bit yeah. more of that mystique and that and that polished magic. There are yeah. still gonna be people like like me sat there like yeah, but but we know what they're really like. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think we can get away with having <laughs> I mean, that background. It's, it's like just like. Google or YouTube, Richard Kunis, and you get all kind of weird <laughs> videos going up. So. <laughs> uh, but what gets out on the internet just stays there forever. Absolutely, there's <laughs> no way. Ex it... Except this fucking StarCraft <laughs> video, which seems to be gone from the face of the internet. 
but then, <laughs> but again as soon as it is gone you've still got people again like me just sort of like can we have it back then please yeah, okay. yeah exactly <laughs> i wonder what happened to that sonic <laughs> tv though because i'm pretty sure they used the same channel but uh they just like hide or they you know didn't remove but they they're hiding all the material yeah. um from the old stuff maybe i still have the passwords <laughs> <laughs> just sort of live on air just like what's on us honest <laughs> they could like uh, sometimes nuclear blast uh, did like uh, uh release it as well yeah. um i've just i've just got visions of you just sort of like reaching out to the label like hi there i really need this one <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter why <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. Just like give me this. So, Mo, it's it's incredible that you brought this up because my next question was gonna be, obviously the last three tracks on the new album are yeah. all Sonic Syndicate tracks, yeah. and I'd say that's something that's probably followed you guys kind of since day one of the Unguided. Um, you know, fans have been asking when are you gonna do, when are you gonna play the songs live? Are you gonna re-record any? Um, what kind of made you want to do it now and what was it about those three songs that uh, that made you kind of want to use them um, it was I think we we started to play Denied Live 2018 during the summer there uh, with the young guy it was the first time we ever played any Sonic material uh, in the young guy and um, I think we felt at the time that it was just before those songs just completely fall off the map we were confident with our back catalog in the unguided we had our own strong tracks and our own you know uh, material and we were four albums deep into the band so yeah. at that point because we i think it was important initially to not be portrayed as a cover band of sonic syndicate uh, for a lot of reasons and uh, so but at the time it just felt like we don't mind we don't care anymore and so we started with denied and people of course appreciated that a lot so we just tossed it towards the end of the show as a treat and it was fun to go back and play that as well because you know at the time i hadn't played it live on stage for eight years <laughs> so so it was a bit of a treat for us as well uh, and then when we did the tour we also added jack of diamonds uh, for the added battle Royale tour towards fall 2018, um, and I guess it just became natural when it came to the recording of the album that now when we actually play those songs live, we can as well just record them for the album, um, and we added Jailbreak as well to make it like every single from um, the three first albums of Sonic Syndicate. Oh, cool. So, so we know there's quite a following to Eden Fire, so we wanted to have like a track from that as well, which is Jailbreak, and then we added Denied, which was the main single from uh, Only in Human, and then uh, Jack of Diamonds, which was the main single of uh, Love and Not Disaster. So it so it made a lot of sense to to make it that way, and and we were quite proud of our versions of them, like in the Unguided with. Uh, musicians we had I had at hand there and also you know we were for jailbreak were 15 years more experienced yeah. when it came to writing music and, and recording music and, and 
back then we didn't have that much time to do anything with tracks we just like record them and release them and didn't have much um, knowledge or experience of anything so it just turned out the way they did basically and now we could a bit fix stuff that we didn't like with the originals and just do our versions of them a bit you know and so it's it's more of a fun thing and i i know a lot of fans expect more now when we did that you're like stepped over that threshold in a way yeah. but it, <laughs> don't hold your breath <laughs> it's it was a fun thing for for this album because i've been getting all these kind of messages like you should do this song you should do that song and it's like yeah but no <laughs> but, but, yeah well i was gonna say what's what's amazing though is the fact that it's got it's it sounds like the unguided it's not the case that you just sort of like yeah we're gonna we're gonna read like hear these songs again it actually feels like a really really natural transition at the end of the album it's yeah. it's yourselves and i think that's yeah. probably what the fans gonna appreciate most is the fact that you weren't just sort of like here you go have these songs again you were like yeah. this is how we've grown which is awesome yeah yeah i think that that was important as well and i think we wouldn't have done it if we didn't feel like the the live versions of them would have or sounded a lot like us or or more of a unguided twist to them yeah. uh, and so, so that was a, a, a important factor to it as well when we decided to record them um, and and ha i'm super happy you say that as well because we feel that as well like it's it's not if you use the original you might get a bit disappointed because this is something a bit new and i think people have to listen to them a bit to get used to them but we we are getting a lot of love from from those uh, tracks for on this album and i, I think people appreciate them uh, and you know if if you want to for nostalgic reasons listen to the originals they are they still, still there right. everywhere you know <laughs> uh, and this is just something fun and and you uh, and what I appreciate most is like to do it with a 2020 production wise because we had a bit of limits especially during uh, Eden Fire and the Only Newman album production wise so it feels good to have them in in this versions yeah. <laughs> uh, the only so. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of go back to another sort of another time that we we saw you again this is probably something you don't remember at all but it's really stuck with me is we saw you more than once in london and there, okay. was, there was a, a time where uh, this was again sonic syndicate and i can't remember if it was you or roland at the time but the the track had started and it was it was jack of diamonds and you've got that ba -da, ba -da 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 -da. and then immediately thereafter it turned into a situation like this should never exist the whole band was playing jack of diamonds what you guys were doing denied you got about a verse in and i, I can't remember if it was you or if it was Aaron, but one of you were like well that was jack of denied and uh... <laughs> i remember that that one was that's with nathan was it with nathan uh, I think, yeah uh, and i think i was the <laughs> it's one thing when you're you know when you're on stage you you don't understand anything at all yeah. basically you just like go with a notion or or what your heart feels like <laughs> and when songs are kind of similar <laughs> back to back you're like i was co super confident that it was denied yeah. <laughs> and, and i was like the vocals fit right in i'm just riding <laughs> and, the group but it's fine and, and then i think i dragged nato with me in that <laughs> and at the time i had 
in ears, yeah. which I only had myself in because I didn't want to hear anyone else. Basically, <laughs> it worked perfectly. <laughs> so, 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 so I had like myself in my left ear, and then I tried to listen a bit to the monitors of what was going on on stage. But I mainly hear, heard like drums, yeah. and the drums are pretty fucking similar. Like it was not until like after the show and like, or after the song, it's like. Oh, that was Jack of Diamonds. <laughs> but, and I know Robin was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> Honestly, like from the crowd, it was... I was like, relax, no one noticed. <laughs> no, we noticed. But it, was, but, it was, but it was so much fun, though. And I kind of, like I said, just the fact that you picked Denied and Jack of Diamonds, I was a bit like, oh, it's a shame we didn't get Jack of Denied again. Just one more time. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm amazed you remember that only because like I, I know on stage is an absolute whirlwind you sort of step on stage you do the show and you step off and it's like where did the half an hour go or the hour <laughs> now I remember that pretty clearly because it's um... I don't know, it wasn't that much people on the show, but I keep hearing that every now and then. So that one seemed to stuck the Jack of, uh, Jack of Denied <laughs> <laughs> title. And I've been getting like mails or messages where people are like, yeah, can we play that Jack of Denied again? Like, that was a mistake. <laughs> no, or was it? I'm let's, just... never, let's never talk about it. <laughs> this is it. This uh, is finally good fun. Yeah. drawing a line under that. This is the last time anyone's ever allowed to bring that up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, I guess, like, my big question is, obviously, without touring the material right now, you've got the promo that you're doing. What is next as far as you're concerned? Like, what are the next steps you're going to take sort of with the album? Are you looking forward to tour? Are you doing anything in between now and then? What's, what's sort of the plans? Um, we're talking about, like, uh, how we can get creative uh, during this uh, situation and... We, we might be looking a bit on the whole live stream thing. There's nothing decided just yet, but uh, we're looking in that direction. If, if that's something for us and something we can do, if there's like a, a cool production around it. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, and I think we, I mean, we need some time to absorb a bit of more inspiration to write a new album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it wouldn't have been like that would have been a good time for for us to do it now uh, seeing the downtime of everything else uh, but but it, i don't think we're there yet like it's, it just comes naturally when one day someone's like pops up in the chat and like i did this song and then it all <laughs> starts, it starts over again, again yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cycle <laughs> circle of life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing but um, I will see uh, guess uh, um, we try to be creative and uh, over the coming months and um, if you know the pandemic just continues uh, to next summer or, or whatever we I think we start to plan and book the, the tour for fall and and wait for that and then I guess just live or life will take the, uh, the driver's seat for all of us <laughs> up to that moment basically uh, uh, or maybe we start like during spring to, to write something new or start thinking in those cycles uh, but for Nora I've, it's been especially for me it's been a really exhausting uh, 
promotions because like, I've been basically I've been working on my normal job uh, from like seven eight to five then I'm hit the gym for uh, some hours and then I've been doing interviews to like midnight every day for a couple of weeks <laughs> so, so, so um, and for various reasons I, I've been taking a lot of responsibility for for that uh, so I, I think I need a bit of time off <laughs> coming up uh, uh, and uh, you know on the release day I was just sitting you know uh, I was at my girlfriend's place uh, and we drank some champagne I'm like finally <laughs> my work is done here <laughs> you know yeah, so, but, but, but it, intensity kind of stops after that as well Bit, so, uh. cool. so again more, more time to, to focus getting a couple of extra hours in the gym and, and maybe some nap time every now and yeah, again exactly <laughs> get some sleep <laughs> i can function with uh, very little sleep i've uh, realized i think i got that from my mother because when i we, me and roger was young it was always she was staying up the latest but she was always up the earliest and we're like how do you do that but now i'm kind of the same <laughs> so, so that's a good feat during those intense periods <laughs> but it but it is one of those things as well though although you can doesn't necessarily mean you always no exactly yeah no, it's good for like if it's a bit situational like an album release we don't do that every year either so i can yeah. just power through that uh, yeah. at this moment but um I, I, oh, right it's still super busy at work but i can at least chill a bit during the evenings <laughs> now after. <Cool. laughs> As long as, again, you don't get more people like us, like, oh, uh, why are you gone, Nick? Uh... <laughs> I want to talk about Jack of Deny. Yeah, exactly <laughs> What's your comment on that? Uh, I'm happy to, to do it. I think it's super fun to talk with people, and, uh, uh, like people that are interested in our stuff. I think like every people or every person that's interested in what we do, they deserve to have our attention. Uh, that's just how our mentality is. I think that's what kind of brought us to this uh, moment because it's a pretty revolutionary day in the history of Unguided today as well because we passed Sonic Syndicate in monthly streams on Spotify oh, for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so with like no resources, of course a lot of time effort but like with no big labels supporting it, no big tours, no support stuff like nothing but ourselves in a lot of ways we managed to reach something which you know if you see how much money was spent on sonic and how it was just intended to break for no matter the cost or no matter what you know it, it feels pretty good to have this as a hobby project and you know 10 years later we are kind of there you know and, uh, and, so, that's, so that's cool and an incredibly well earned again just hard work talent and again the fact that you're so generous with your time and you're so sort of kind to the fans and you've given us the time thank you very much it's, it's awesome but again yeah, cool. yeah rather, rather, it's it's like uh, when what happened when you know when we started the band back in the days Fallen Angels 2002 uh, me and my brother and, and our friends uh, it was like if if you, we got some sausage and ketchup, we we would come to play, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and that was our mentality. And that caught some wind. And eventually we landed, uh, you know, uh, 
record deal with an American label, and eventually that led to Nuclear Blast. And I think like having that mindset, especially for young bands, and keeping that mentality and try to be humble throughout the entire process is, you know, you can't be selective or, or try to be, um, you know, turning things down initially because you need to kind of do those dog years. And it was the same, like we had a pretty good platform to stand on when it was me, Roland and, and Roger starting a band, of course, uh, with having Sonic in our, our background, but it's it's still a hard you need to be like and have some entrepreneurship to to be able to um, maintain that throughout the years and keep it interesting and i think that's something like staying humble and down to earth and getting all those opportunities have served its purpose in the unguided as well and I'm, no one of us have ever had any you know, rock star mentality or was never in for it or in it for the money or fame and fortune it was always the art of music and I think that's important um, and as with those means with ourselves uh, and just the passion for music it brought us to this point with this hobby project and that feels really good like i sleep very well at night knowing that i'm very glad to hear it <laughs> awesome so uh, i think that wraps us up pretty nicely i think that's uh it's a pretty solid ending okay, cool. all you need to do now is just find us that video and then yeah. we'll be fine and we can just... <laughs> we'll just keep we'll just keep redistributing it so no one ever yeah. forgets i'll have to do like a reboot of it like a, a remake if i can't find it again that could be more promo for, for, for this album yeah. sort of like yeah. quality content don't let the label know but it'll be fine <laughs> now i'll find it eventually i have a couple of hard drives i know where they are i'll just browse through them and see Cool. I'm a, I'll hold you to that then. <laughs> Just hit you up in a week and be like, "Hey man, so uh, about remember you promised." Rocky Starcraft movie. Where is it? <laughs> it is, is going to be one of those things where it's just like, "No, I've just been going through the other sort of ten years of footage. I'll get there, but I'm watching everything because it's all great." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice one. Well, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. Okay, thank you guys. Maybe let you get some some sleep for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit it pretty hard on the gym today. So I, was like, I, mean, I thought the interview was at seven, actually, like my time. <laughs> so, so, and then I read your because I think my manager or, or or Tom wrote like, yeah, it's seven Swedish time. But then we had this because uh, I saw your message uh, later on, John, that there's actually at eight i'm like okay <laughs> yeah because i i would have been late that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> fair enough but nice one yeah but yeah obviously obviously again if, if if anyone hasn't sort of if anyone hasn't seen how hard you're hitting the gym where where can they find you on instagram because that's important that is very important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a uh, Harbinger on instagram you can see all the gym pics there <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and of course all the all the quality content goes in the show notes don't worry <laughs> yeah. you guys won't miss out <laughs> amazing well thank you very much mate like i say we'll, we'll, we'll let you get some sleep and and I'm, I'm so glad that it's going so well because it's so well earned <laughs> thank you very much good talk <laughs> cool see you soon man. all right see you soon bye-bye bye. bruh
How was that? Yeah. Cha. Cha. You have a good time? Cha. Cha, cha, cha. Look at that yeah, slide that in fantastic. and we got a whole... Sorry, that was... Was that, was that, was that, was that fantastic? Was that, was that what that was? That was... That was... I would give that a... I would give that five gold stars. Oh my goodness. That is... I've just checked with the board of gold stars and that is the highest possible award that can be achievemented. Yes. So good. I'm so like... Good. Yeah. <laughs> still, still a bit shaky. This is like... Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That really was a lot cool. of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Thank you to... Big thank you to Rich for uh, for joining us. Uh, a big thank you to his team for making it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I hope, you, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we certainly did. It was... Uh, as I'm sure you've probably gathered, we've been long-time fans. So to be able to kind of... Uh, catch up with him on this platform was a bit of a dream come true yeah it's so weird because again the second you were like i hope you guys did as well i was like holy oh shit yeah this is for a podcast (laughs) that we were just 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 like hey man (laughs) how you doing (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah awesome and again like like go go check out go check out their their music their videos go check them out on 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 every platform the unguided very 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 cool stuff like yeah yeah, really and again strength to strength the new album rips yeah it's really really good it's uh it's out now as of october the 9th on napalm records worldwide the unguided father shadow and it's really good like like what if what if people were like it sounds good and he was a great guy but I have to go all the way to like Spotify or Apple Music or something. I have to go all the way over there to hear a track. Do you think? Do you think we've got the the power over them to be like type something in? You'll enjoy it. Or do you think we have to like? This is what's good for you. We're gonna like force feed them. Do you want me to check in the drawer? I think. Have you? What have you? What have you got? You got anything? Let's have a look. Draw noises. Uh, non-diegetic foley sound of something being lifted out of a drawer. Oh, dude, look what I just found. Holy shit, that appears to be a song off of the new album. It is. This track's called Standalone Complex. Enjoy. Enjoy. 